2: Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green here, America's Constitution coach, former Texas legislator, and just fun guy. You know, I try to make the program fun. I, I Maybe I'm too blunt sometimes. Maybe I get righteously angry a little bit, uh, but hopefully angry and sin not. But hey, I hope you're here to have a good time, but also get involved. It's about action at this point, folks. We cannot sit on the sidelines any longer. Look at what's happening in the country, and you know that if freedom's going to survive, you've got to be a part of the solution so thanks for joining us today here on afa at the core phone number to call in if you've got a comment or question and some of you we had to leave hanging yesterday we just couldn't get to all of them you can you're welcome to call in anytime today 888-589-8840 that's 888-589-8840 look forward to hearing from you comments questions insults whatever you got bring it our way let's just hit some of the headlines right off the bat we got a special guest later in the program i'm just going to fly through some of these things that happened In the last couple of days, including the election last night in Wyoming and Alaska, a complete rout, I mean complete repudiation of the January 6th committee that is just a farce, absolutely a show trial, and leading the way in the show trial, of course, was Liz Cheney, and she felt the fate of that last night, the results of uh, her lying about the American people and President Trump and the things that happened on January 6th. Um, it's been embarrassing, frankly. I mean, we expect it of the Democrats, of course, that's uh, what what they're doing, it, hopefully, to, for the, in their mind, to gain power, to keep Trump from running again, to make all people that are patriots and constitution lovers and go to church and, you know, basically anybody that's an American values person and still loves the flag and loves what America stands for, try to make you out to be a domestic terrorist. That's your whole goal. That's what the January 6th committee is all about. And and um, unfortunately, uh, Liz Cheney allowed herself to be pimped out as a Republican that uh, that looked like she was, uh, you know, standing for for with her courage and uh, and and standing up for what was right, even if it was going to cost her an election. Just all ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, she was soundly defeated. I mean, like not even close. It looks like Harriet Hageman got more than twice. More than twice the number of votes as Liz Cheney. That doesn't mean she edged it out. That doesn't mean. I mean, listen, hundred and thirteen thousand votes for Hageman and forty nine thousand for Cheney. I mean, not even close. Sixty six point three percent to twenty eight point nine percent. A complete rout. And I think that is clearly a repudiation of the January sixth committee of, of 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 the the image that Liz Cheney tried to project, of the lies that she told about. Uh, Donald Trump and you. It's she, not just Donald Trump that, that that they're after. They're after you. They're after me. They're after people of faith that love their country, that love the Constitution and want to restore American greatness and American values. In, in fact, we should probably spend a pro an entire program at some point in the near future just talking about what does it mean to be an American? What are American values? Because that has been completely shifted. Barack Obama's Uh, promise to the nation and the world on election night or night before the election in 2008 that they were going to radically transform this nation has happened. They have accomplished that task. Just look at what our nation looks like right now, whether you want to look at the uh, decadence in our cities, the absolute cesspools that they have become, or you want to look at the laws now reflecting uh, the opposite of American values, or you want to look at these federal agencies that have become weaponized institutions against political opponents Um, and Liz Cheney was the poster child for that and good news is complete defeat what does that tell you that tells you that the American people are not with this regime in Washington DC the American people are not with this radical leftist takeover of our national institutions why do you think Joe Biden is polling in the 30s and Kamala Harris is polling in the 20s that tells you that more than two-thirds of the American people are not okay with this radical takeover of our nation, this this San Francisco cabal that is running the country. and and if I could go down one rabbit hole here, that is why federalism has to be restored. If you do not restore federalism, if we just remain a national government that makes the decisions for every single American, if the answer to the question, Who decides? Two-word question. Who decides? If the answer to that question continues to be someone at the federal level on virtually every issue in your life, then the presidential election every four years will determine the direction of the country on virtually every issue. And therefore, if the San Francisco cabal somehow takes over like it did in 2020, then San Francisco values will be forced upon everyone in the country. And then if somehow you have Texas values elected and and take over the White House, or you have Donald Trump win again in 2024, then, then those values will micromanage the entire nation. That's not good for anyone on either side. That's not the design of the American system. Federalism says that the President of the United States is elected to do only and implement and execute the laws for only those things the Constitution says the federal government should be doing, which means on most issues in your life, the federal government has nothing to do with those things. Your state government, your local government, or frankly, no government, because it's up to you, it's up to your church, it's up to your neighborhood, your community, should be dealing with those issues. Healthcare is a perfect example of that. There's nothing in the Constitution that says the federal government should be involved in healthcare. If you haven't noticed, the Center for Demented Confusion, more lovingly known by the left as the C D C, they worship them. They that, that's the head of their cult um they, they, they have ruined everything. They, they, they've done everything wrong. They've been wrong every single step of the way. We'll talk more about that later in the program. But they've been wrong every step of the way. So what does that tell you? It tells you they shouldn't even be involved in health care. They should have zero say about your health care, about your health insurance, about your decisions on whether or not to wear a mask, whether or not to get a jab, whether or not to travel, whether or not to leave your home, whether or not to open your business. The federal government should have had zero voice in any of that and the debacle of the last two years proves it all right so liz cheney thank you for reminding us what the january 6th committee was all about and that the american people are not okay with it that they uh, do not agree with what you're doing so she's gone now you know six more months she'll get to have all of her press conferences and be on the committee and rant and rave and then you know now she's talking about running for president (laughs) please do please do liz cheney please run for president so that we can see you defeated by an even higher percentage than what we saw in your uh, re-election campaign. Uh, the other one I want to look at is Alaska because you got a couple of interesting races there. The Senate race, huge Senate race there. Lisa Murkowski is another, uh, that's just a longer way of saying Liz Cheney. Uh, she's just another Liz Cheney, another another essentially, you know, not even a moderate. She's really liberal, but somehow elected on the Republican ticket because of the last name and the family being in power for so long, you know, the dynasty of the Cheneys and the and the Bushes, uh, the Clintons. I mean, all of that hopefully is coming to an end. We we, we don't need dynasties in America. That's not good in our system. It's why we need more term limits uh, at every level, at every in every branch. I'm talking federal federal judges ought to have term limits. Federal congressmen ought to have term limits. State judges and state congressmen ought to have term limits. It is bad for the person and bad for the system when someone stays in office for 30, 40, 50 years holding onto that power, being corrupted by that power, being corrupted by the system. You need people to go spend 8, 10, maybe even 15 years, maybe 18. I could could live with that. I actually am okay with the 18-year term limit that the Democrats have proposed for federal judges. But you need a limitation. You need to know there's an end to this and you've got to go back and live under the laws that you've been elected uh, to, to defend and, and, and create sometimes. Um, so I'm all for term limits. Bottom line is any family in power for that long is bad for everyone. And Murkowski is another example of this. So Lisa Murkowski, terrible senator from the state of Alaska, Republican. Um, it, she barely uh, squeaked out, not a victory. I mean, you could call it a victory, but basically it just moves her to the November election, along with, uh, I hope I can say this right, Kelly uh, Shabaka. Do you, do, do you not pronounce the T? I don't even know. Tabaka, I met her. I should know this. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Kelly. I met you in Florida uh, at an event a few months ago and uh, wish you the best and glad to see that you're doing so well. But anyway, she's also headed to the November election along with Lisa Murkowski. They have these jungle primaries. I think these jungle primaries are terrible, by the way, but Washington State does it. Alaska does it. Democrats and Republicans all run in the primary, and uh, I can't remember if it's top three or top four. It's top two in Washington. I think in Alaska it's going to be top three. But here's the good news on that. So so let's see. Lisa Murkowski got 43.7%, 66,000 votes, 66,288 as of right now um and and uh, Kelly uh, got uh, 61 thousand. so very close behind her 43 percent to forty percent uh, Democrat uh, Patricia Chesbro got about six percent, nine thousand votes. and then there were a couple of other Republicans that garnered uh, roughly another three three and a half percent. So if you take their three and a half percent and hopefully Kelly garners that in the November election, then you've got a neck and neck race between. Lisa Murkowski and Kelly. Somebody help me. Uh, Chewbacca. Maybe somebody will call in. Not Chewbacca. Not Chewbacca. Kelly. <laughs> it is Chewbacca. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful producer Bobby. I appreciate you uh, helping me out there. So Chewbacca. Uh, anyway, so I think that's a real race to watch. Uh, real potential that we can replace the moderate that sides with the Democrats way too often there in Alaska, in the Senate with uh, with a good conservative, and then the House race to watch on that one. Sarah Palin in that race. So Sarah Palin back in the arenas. She filed for the House race, and, and here's the deal on these small states: the House, the one House district that they have, has to run statewide. So you've got as many people voting in that House race as in the Senate race, and uh, and Sarah Palin does make. The November election, there that one was, uh, you know, Democrat got about fifty-three thousand votes. Sarah Palin got forty-seven thousand. Another GOP candidate uh, got forty thousand, and another uh, GOP candidate got five thousand. So that one got split up. Uh, danger there is that the Republicans split it up in November, and potentially the Democrat is able to win. But hopefully not. Hopefully not. I wouldn't mind seeing Sarah Palin back in the uh, in the in the fray, and uh, now in the House, I think she'd be a good voice there in the House for her. so that. Very, very interesting. So that's the, and then of course the Alaska governor's race. Um, Mike Dunleavy uh, is the incumbent there, and will be in the November. Uh, he won. He got about forty-one percent. Uh, looks like so far, and this is not with all all votes counted so far. This is with like sixty-three percent in, but these numbers, roughly on the percentages, will likely hold. And uh, but but has uh, has two opponents in November. Uh, not another Republican, though. So I would assume that Governor Dunleavy is going to be reelected in November. But very very fun to watch that Senate race and that House race in Alaska, and then the Wyoming race pretty much over. Uh, Harriet Hageman will be the new house member from Wyoming and just just uh, interesting trivia as we're getting close to a break time here um, your number of houses in case you don't uh, know this everybody gets two senators every state gets two senators but every state has a different number of House members based on population but you're guaranteed at least one so some of these states have a lower number of population than the minimum number of for a House member, and so you got several states that only have one House member and two senators. Kind of weird, right? If you live in uh, you know California, you got like fifty House members and two senators. Texas, we have thirty-six, I think it is, uh, th- maybe thirty-seven House members and and two senators. But for the small states, a House member has to run in as big a district as the Senate does. So that they, uh, you know, it, I've always wondered about that. I've always thought, okay, if you got to run statewide to get a House seat at the federal level, why would you not run for the Senate where you'll be one of a hundred if you win rather than going over to the House and being one of 435? You, You have more power over in the Senate, more influence over in the Senate. You can get more done over in the Senate. But, you know, I guess you have to make those decisions based on who else is running in the Senate race and who else is running in in the House race. But, you know, thank the good Lord for our Electoral College that allows uh, each state to be represented in the presidential races based on both population and the two Senate guaranteed seats as well. This is why when you see that Electoral College map, you will see Alaska, Wyoming, these smaller states have three electoral votes That's the two senators and the one House member. And then you see a state like Texas with 38. I think that's what we're still at after the census. I can't I'm blanking on that at the moment, but I think it's 38. And that's our 36 congressional seats, House seats, and our two Senate seats. So maybe that electoral map will make a little more sense when you look at it next time. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, go straight to the phones. We've got a lot of folks uh, calling in. We'd love to hear from you. 888-589-8840 is the phone number. That's 888-589-8840. We'll talk about a few more headlines and then uh, have a special guest in our third segment today, but looking forward to hearing from you. You're listening to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. You can learn more about me at PatriotAcademy.com. PatriotAcademy.com, that's the place where you can also become a Constitution Coach. All free. We give it away for free, and you can host those classes in your community and be a catalyst for restoring biblical values and constitutional principles. Stay with us. We'll be right back on AFA at the Core. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Anyone notice a pattern here? Grace, mercy, and love all require truth. It is unloving to conceal or sidestep truth. Often, people avoid truth and use love as a justification when in reality, their truth aversion is a self-preservation tactic. You cannot claim to love someone and simultaneously affirm them in a lie. The absence of truth nullifies the application of grace.
1: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
0: This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patti Garibay of American Heritage Girls.
1: Recent data collected by the American Bible Society says that nearly 26 million Americans reduced or stopped interacting with the Bible within the past year. In a world rich with strife, how can that be? Shouldn't we be digging deeper into His Word? Put simply, Americans are coping in different unhealthy ways. Consider how today's hustle culture affects your girl or how you might fall prey to mommy wine culture. We are led to believe that we can handle life alone. We just need to work a little harder or just need an indulgence to help us cope. But these paths just lead to burnout and disappointment. Scripture is life-giving. Psalms calls it a light to our feet. It corrects us and directs us. Give your girl the ultimate source of peace by encouraging her to recommit herself to His word.
0: Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com.
1: Did you know that over 62 million babies have been aborted since Roe versus Wade? Every single one of these babies' lives was dear and precious. Why isn't the world declaring these babies as lost? Here's Dan Steiner, the president of Preborn, a ministry dedicated to saving babies' lives from abortion through ultrasound.
0: I sense God's broken heart over the issue of abortion. You see, he sees every little baby that's being formed in the mother's womb, and it breaks his heart to see when the lifetime that he has planned for them is taken from them violently so often.
1: The Ministry of Preborn is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country, introducing women considering abortion to their precious preborn baby. By letting a mother see her baby on ultrasound and hear the heartbeat, she'll choose life 80% of the time. To find out more, go to preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. AFA at the core podcast are available at AFR.net back to AFA at the core on American family radio.
2: Welcome back to AFA at the core. Phone number to call is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. My name is Rick Green. I'm America's Constitution Coach and thrilled to be with you. You can also hear me with David Barton on Wall Builders Live. And on Sunday nights, we do Front Porch Live. So if you just want to have a really blunt, candid, off the top of my head conversation, from My Front Porch, we do that Sunday night on Facebook and Rumble and all those good places. Uh, so anyway, here, I'm uh, glad that you're here with us on American Family Radio. So thrilled to do this program with Walker Wildman. A little bit out of uh, out of our normal sync this week, so I'm with you today on Wednesday. Normally, uh, Walker's with you Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I do Tuesday and Thursday. But we like keeping you guessing which apparently is what the CDC likes to do as well. Uh, uh, affectionately known as the CDC by the folks that worship them. I call them the Center for Demented Confusion because they just get it wrong every single step of the way. We know they got it wrong all through COVID, right? I mean, they made up the six-foot thing in the White House. Unfortunately, Trump's White House because they let Anthony Fauci and Dr. Burks uh, run wild. And they came up with the six-feet rule totally off the top of their head. So all this money spent on these stupid little stickers on the ground. I hope you don't pay any attention to them. If you're still social distancing, at six feet, wake up, shake yourself right now. Just shake yourself out of your slumber and get as close as you can to that person in front of you in the line at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or wherever you're uh, standing. And they have the the ridiculous stickers. It was made up. No science. There's absolutely zero science that that would work. And uh, and we followed it anyway. Most people in the nation did. I didn't. I didn't hope you didn't as well. And then, of course, the mask thing. They made up the mask thing. No science behind that as well. In fact, the science shows that it does absolutely nothing. Some studies show an infinitesimal. Is that a word? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, really, really small, small possible benefit, like a point something benefit, not not a 10 percent benefit, not even a 50 percent benefit, not even a two percent benefit. It's a joke. It's ridiculous. And yet everybody keeps um, pushing these masks on you. And Anthony Fauci still wants you to wear masks. Pope Fauci has been wrong. I should say fauci He's lied to you. He's lied to me. He's lied to the American people throughout this entire process and the CDC as well. So NIH, CDC, uh, this alphabet soup of of health agencies that have done the opposite. They've actually hurt more people and killed more people with their uh, refusal to, to, to talk about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and budesidine and, and vitamin D and all of these things that would have saved so many lives. And then they pushed the ventilators and they pushed all the things that actually killed more people uh, rather than helping them. So that, that's the track record of your federal government on these health care issues. And now, finally, finally, they have admitted that they were absolutely wrong on natural immunity. I mean, all many decades and decades and decades have we known natural immunity is the best way to not get a virus? I don't care if you're talking about chickenpox or whatever else. If you get it naturally, you're immune far better than if you get the vaccine. And it's not that that's not being anti-vax. That's not being against vaccines. It's just stating a scientific fact. If you haven't had it naturally, okay, fine. Go get the vaccine if you don't want chickenpox. Uh, but but if you've had it as a kid, that's far better. You get a lifetime of immunity rather than the vaccine. I forget, man, this was 20 years ago. I was arguing this in the legislature in, in Texas. But it's a it's a limited amount of time on the vaccine for chickenpox. Well, that's just basic science. Same thing should obviously apply with COVID, even more so because the vaccine turns out not to be safe and effective as they promised. It's neither safe nor is it effective. And yet they pushed it on us and pushed it on us and said, if you had natural immunity, you were still unclean. They wanted you to shout everywhere you went. Unclean, unclean. Don't allow me. I mean, it was insane, even though the science was telling us every step of the way that natural immunity was not just as good as the vaccine. It was far better. Finally, the CDC has at least moved to middle ground here. And they're finally saying they admitted it last week, finally saying. Natural immunity and vaccinated should be treated the same. So, in other words, you shouldn't have to go jump through a bunch of hoops when you're naturally immune that they wanted you to only not have to jump through if you had the vaccine. We're finding out now, of course, having the vaccine and the boosters, the more boosters you had, the more likely you're going to get COVID again. I mean, it's it's the, the data, the science is saying exactly what we said two years ago it was going to say. And the CDC refused to admit it. So they've been wrong every step of the way. That's par for the course for the CDC. Uh, Now this whole monkeypox thing, they're trying to, you know, make everybody get worried and scared about this thing, even though, hey, you know what, if you're not going to gay orgies, you're probably okay on this monkeypox thing. I mean, that's where this thing is getting spread. It's among the homosexual community where they've got 10 or more partners uh, it's just it's the data's there if we'll just admit it now they tried so hard for so many weeks to not talk about that right they wanted everybody to be afraid of monkeypox and they didn't want oh it would it would sound bad if we said where this was actually coming from we would be gay bashing or whatever they wanted to call it of course that's absurd how about just talking about the actual science and the CDC is finally starting to admit some of that after being refusing to do so and and now they the crazy thing is they're cha- they'll they'll change their policy on a dime if they think that it you know fits into their narrative and gives them more power. And so with one case of monkeypox, I don't want to go into the details, but for a dog owned by a gay couple that had slept with more than 10 quote-unquote partners, uh, now the dog has monkeypox. I don't even want to go into those details. And so now the CDC suddenly got policies on animals and mo- and monkeypox, And it, it's just disgusting, folks. This is what happens when you end up with Sodom and Gomorrah right here in our own backyards. But all of that to say, the CDC should not even exist. The Center for Demented Confusion should be dismantled along with the FBI. All of these alphabet soup agencies are unconstitutional. There is nothing in the Constitution that allows for the creation of the Center for Demented Confusion, or the NIH, or the FBI. If you want those things, do a constitutional amendment, and get the support of the American people to create a new federal agency. We we absolutely cre- we had independence because of... I, I love the 10th reason in the Declaration of Independence. There's 27 reasons listed in the Declaration of Independence. I'm, I hope I get this right because I don't have it, have it out. But the 10th one is that he has erected a multitude of new offices and sent forth hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. Okay, we revolted... We had a revolution. We created a new country over that. This Congress has created more offices and officers to eat out your substance and to harass our people than King George ever dreamed of doing. What do you think this whole... Ridiculous! They call it the Inflation Reduction Act when it's only going to increase inflation by spending another 790 or whatever it is billion dollars, and on climate change, another issue that the federal government should have nothing to do with and has no authorization for, and will fail miserably at because it's all a bunch of junk science anyway. Uh, but but they're going to spend all this money. They're going to do all of of these things in the name of supposed science while they ignore the science. But they're going to send forth hither, send hither swarms of officers, new officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. 87,000 new IRS agents, climate agents, all of these things they're creating, more FBI agents, all of these things to harass our people and eat out their substance. Well, you just keep doing that. We're going to alter or abolish this government just like the Declaration of Independence says that we should. When all of these things, now we don't do that for light and transient causes. We don't change our government for light and transient causes. Declaration says that as well. But when all of the things government is doing point towards tyranny and move us further and further towards tyranny, it's time to alter or abolish that government. Now, I'm not suggesting abolish. I'm suggesting alter. And how do you alter this government peacefully? Here's how you do it. You want federalism again? You want each state to be able to have its own personality and its own diversity and choose out wants to live and not be ruled by the San Francisco cabal or the Austin, Texas cabal or the or the Tallahassee, Florida cabal. I mean, I don't think any one state or one cons a uh, 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 value system that 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 is that is um, you know hotly debated across the country should be able to force its ideas on everybody else in the country. So how do we get back to individual states? coming together to have a, a federal government to do nat, you know, national defense and the few things the Constitution recommends. How do you do that? How do we get back to that point? Conventionofstates.com. Go to conventionofstates.com. It's the solution that Colonel George Mason gave us right there in Article 5 at the Constitutional Convention in 1787. And if we do it, we can save the country. And we can let California be goofy, and if they want to have their own center for demented confusion, micromanage their health care, Fine. But don't make me do it in Texas. Don't make someone do it in in Florida. Let your state decide those things and stop allowing the federal government to do it and get the the federal government out of health care and all of these these other areas. Okay, I'm done ranting on the Center for Demented Confusion. Get them out of the business of our health care and let the American people decide those things in their individual states. Let's see who we've got up next uh let's see oh i may have talked too long we lost some of our had a great caller on cdc and i talked too long is, am i reading that right guys we lost mark yep yep okay so we're going to jim in arkansas jim go ahead brother what part of arkansas are you calling from what's your comment question or insult today okay is this from jim you got it brother
3: okay um i had Used to be a Democrat, but they got goofy and went Looney Tunes on me, so I'm now conservative. Uh, my Democratic friends keep telling me you're Trump is just you're you're insane over him and everything. No, that's not it. Trump believed in things I did. are wanted border control, uh, you know, things of that nature, stopping the things that are killing our country. The Constitution was written by great and smart men. The amendments, not so much. But answer me and tell me I'm wrong about this.
2: Well, first of all, what you're saying, Jim, uh, is exactly right in terms of building a border wall or bringing sanity back to our country. You know, these things that Trump was was advocating, those aren't Republican values. They're not Democrat values. Those are American values. Those are things we used to all agree on. Just like you said, you used to be a Democrat because the Democrat Party used to still stand for the family, used to still stand for border security, used to stand for, I mean, used to the Republican and the Democrat parties agreed on the basic American values of what a nation ought to look like. They disagreed. On some of the questions of who gets to implement those things, or they disagreed on certain ways, or how much money to spend, and, and and but more and more, the Democrat party moved further and further to the left to becoming not even American. So they're not; they're no longer have American values. They have un-American values. They support the tearing down of our institutions. They support. The burning of our cities across the country by BLM and Antifa. They even the, the 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 leaders of the Democrat Party, like Kamala Harris, support bailing out and supporting people that were burning our cities. That's how bad it is. They're not for American values anymore. They're they're for turning our nation into the socialist states of America. Instead of the United States of America, that's what they're all about. And Jim, you were wise to leave them. And and being from Arkansas, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was born in Little Rock. My, most of my family still is in Arkansas. Uh, my, my dad was a, a, one of you know one of the few Republicans back in back in his day, and he watched that state go from Democrat to Republican. Uh, you know, you couldn't get elected anywhere in Arkansas unless you were a Democrat 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And uh, it has completely changed. Why? Not because the people of Arkansas changed from being Democrats, because their values stayed the same. The Democrat Party left them, just like with Ronald Reagan. He was a Democrat initially, and he said, I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left me. It kept moving further and further to the left. So, Jim, I think you're 100 percent right on those things. Building a border wall and securing our border and and and, and having good, legal immigration and not illegal immigration that allows for the horrific things that are happening at our border that is not a democrat or republican value that is an american value it's it's all about what is good for our nation and how do we best help those people that want to come to our nation you know it's not that people that want a border wall it's not that we don't we're not for helping people i'm all for helping people but most of the people that come here would rather us help them in their nation and they'll be able to stay in their homes and so there's things that we can do through our churches and, and, and philanthropic organizations and sometimes, yes, through the federal government to help them back home in their nations. That's far better than them having to come here to our That's You know, there's so many different areas of that one we could take on. But I, a great call, Jim. Appreciate you calling in, man. Okay, let's go to Mary in Texas. Mary, thanks for calling in. What's your comment or question?
3: I have a question about Title IX. Um, I believe it was passed in the 70s for the boy and girl for sports equal. Yeah. And now I hear that Biden's administration is adding gender to that. And I thought, how can they do that? Because it was a law passed by Congress. How can anybody go in and change or add to a law when- Yeah. I don't
2: understand no. that. No, Mary, great question. That's the lawlessness of our country right now. We we wonder why people don't follow the law anymore. It's because the lawmakers themselves don't follow the law anymore. They they are making things up as they go. It used to be that in a constitutional republic, you had a, a playbook, a rule book, and you said, here's how you make a law. You know, I, I joke with people all the time that uh, even this whole mask mandate, every time I would go through the TSA at the airport, I would not wear my mask while I checked in my bag, while I went over to TSA. And as soon as I got to the TSA agent, they would say, you got to put a mask on. And I'd say, why? And they would say, because it's the law. And I would say, wait, wait, wait. Didn't you grow up on Schoolhouse Rocks? Remember the Schoolhouse Rocks thing? I'm a bill from Capitol Hill, you know, where the lawmakers are. They're the ones that make the law, Mary. You're exactly right. Congress makes the law, not the president with a stroke of a pen. A president making up law, like the mask mandate that everybody had to suffer under, at the airports, and some people were just sadomasochists. They loved having to wear a mask, and they wanted to make you wear the mask. They were masked Nazi- Nazis. It drove me nuts. Every one of them owes you an apology for the ridiculousness of that thing. But, but, but the idea that the president can force you to do that and make up the law and create this horrific thing across the whole country on their own without Congress, that's tyranny, folks. When, when the Supreme Court makes a law by itself, Nine unelected, unaccountable lawyers in Washington D.C. sitting on the Supreme Court when they make up the law on their own—that's tyranny from black robes. That is not the way the American system was designed. Mary's 100% right. It should be Congress modifying Title IX if they want to. This gender fluidity nonsense—that is absolutely unscientific. It's not just anti-biblical; it's anti-science. And and you you two atheists understood that and would would agree with that, right? And and, and the idea that now the president, one person can threaten your your school lunch program, all these federal dollars flowing to you, which, frankly, you'd be better off not accepting with the strings that come with them. The fact that the president of the United States can suddenly modify the law and write the law on their own to buy into this anti-science gender fluidity thing and and then with billions of dollars bribe schools to do that in your backyard, in your community, and if you stand up and say no to it, you're a domestic terrorist, according to Merrick Garland. That's where we are, folks. That's how bad it is, and that's why you have to be involved. You are the solution. And if we will get engaged and we'll do our part and we'll influence our communities and influence our federal government, then we can turn this thing around. But it begins with a recognition of federalism, get the federal government out of health care and all these other things, and we can get our nation back to a place that not only we say God bless America, but America blesses God. Stay with us. We'll be right back on AFA at the core.
1: AFA is no longer dependent on Facebook or YouTube to live stream our original programming. As of now, American Family Radio shows like Today's Issues, The Core, airing the Addisons, and The Hamilton Corner are streaming live on the AFA streaming app. Independent live streaming is the next step as we come out from among them and separate ourselves unto the Lord. Search AFA Streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. Judy Goodell and her husband set up a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation.
0: What we love about it is that it represents stewardship principles that we feel strongly about. So, we got very, very excited about this opportunity.
1: With a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation, an AFA supporter can guarantee a permanent monthly income, as well as supporting the American Family Association for years to come.
0: We do feel convicted about really praying about all that God has really blessed us with. And so many people we know just want to leave it all to their kids. And we know the danger of that. And so, We just are really just trying to pray through it, and God gave us great confirmation as we prayed that this would be
1: a good use of the Lord's money. Find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you at 800-326-4543, extension 345, or email foundation at afa.net.
0: Telling Bibleists, persecuted believers, no, that's one of the hardest things we do at Bible League. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth, and I want to give you an update on our campaign, Stand With Them. You know, Paul wrote, the persecuted, they may be persecuted, but they're not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. You know, for weeks we've been telling you about Christians who are praying for Bibles in order to endure and persevere. Ahmad is in Malaysia. He's a civil engineer, was beaten when he came to Christ. He's praying for a Bible. Adesh is in Nepal. He's a tour guide near the Himalayan mountains. He was beaten, but he's praying for a Bible in the Nepali's language. And then Einar is in Zimbabwe. She's a widowed mother of three. Her husband was killed by the Boko Haram regime. She's not praying for an end to her suffering. She's praying for a Bible. We're in the final few days of this effort to send God's word to 16,000 Bible-less, persecuted believers. We're short of this goal, and we need to wrap up in the coming days. So at $5 a Bible, $100 sends 20, will you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. Or give at sendbiblesnow.org. Sendbiblesnow.org org afa at
1: the core podcast are available at afr.net back to afa at the core on american family radio
2: welcome back to afa at the core rick green america's constitution coach with you this afternoon thank you for joining us thrilled to have a special guest with us dr mark sherwood Always a pleasure to have an expert like you, Mark, that that actually understands the science behind what's been going on. And you've been encouraging and teaching people uh, to take take care of themselves and have a good immune system to fight against COVID and all the right things. I've been watching and listening to you since really about August of 2020. So thanks for coming on today, man.
3: Uh, Rick, thanks for having me. An honor to be back with you guys. Appreciate what you guys do so much.
2: Well, you've been uh, you've been throwing a lot of common sense out there, as well as the science behind it. And even back in in twenty twenty, early on, you were saying, "Look, this you know this is going to be with us for a while. They're gonna it's going to end up like the flu, and the best thing to do is take care of your body." And, uh, and there are things you can do to prevent it from happening in the first place. So thanks for doing that. I don't know how many lives have been saved thanks to your common sense and science that you put out there, but there were so few people willing to do that. I was shocked at how much the medical industry just went along with the Center for Demented Confusion and the craziness and, and the things that we've never, ever done in our history, and so few voices like yourself willing to speak up. So God bless you, man. you got enough backbone to make a freight train take a dirt road.
3: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, I figure um, the necessity for a backbone to anatomically stand up is a good thing these days, right? So right. I'm beginning to wonder if maybe our, our anatomical structure has been altered in the human um, body because a lot of people don't anymore. But you're right, Rick, we, we need to do the right thing. And the, I was telling somebody recently that the, the greatest things that have destroyed America are the pandemics of fear and the Western lifestyle, those two things will crush the humanity that we have and we can't think when we're sick, we can't think when we're not feeling well and we can't think when we're running in fear and that will sort of just, it castrates the ability of our body to uh, produce an effective immune system response. And so, you know, we uh, tackled that head on way back when because as you mentioned, it's not just common sense, it was absolutely 100% 100% godly and 100% right, and we did not back down to fear, nor will we ever again. And hopefully it inspires people to keep going. I think at last count we had uh, uh, over 10,000 people that were able to um, help that had either had uh, you know some form of a virus, or whatever you want to call it, and or been exposed to it, and nobody had died. So we feel very good about yeah. that. That's one of those praise the Lord moments.
2: Amen Sherwood TV for for folks that want to go and, and learn more and have a good source because that's been one of the challenges. Mark is just finding finding good. Uh, information, finding people that you can trust that 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 are giving you good information, basing it on science, uh, not on 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 politics. And so uh, dot TV, I want to encourage people to check that out today. But you just said something that that remind. I, I remember reading the way you described that, just how you can't make good decisions. Your 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 logic's not there. I remember reading a, a study or survey or I can't remember what it was, but it was it based. My takeaway from it was that when you're in fear the logic part of your brain sh- shuts down that, that when that fear takes over it it, it it just it's like those two parts of the brain can't work at the same time and it's al- it almost explains and you added the physical element too when you're just not in good health why so many people fell for this craziness for the last 2 years and just lost logic i mean it's the only way to explain it is that that fear overrode their logic and they i mean when you see people driving Alone in a car wearing a mask, or jogging outside yeah. wearing a mask, you have to—you got to you gotta be thinking, what is wrong with our society today?
3: Well, yeah, for our listeners to understand, you know, kind of what is happening from a physiological standpoint with the um, when the body perceives either fear being real um, or it's not real, or we think it's real. The mind is what perceives that. So we interpret outside stimulus that affects inward structure and inward chemistry, which, which means that we get this cortisol push. Cortisol, as we everybody knows, is a stress hormone. Fascinatingly enough, with that, by very design, when that happens on a perpetual basis, blood pressure goes up, heart rate goes up, tension goes up, your, your, your vessels, they sort of dilate and you're focused in and locked in for that fight. You don't have time to Respond. All you have time to do is react. Your digestion goes down and even libido goes down. You think about living like that all the time, you know, pretty much every waking hour for months and months and months. We become so channeled into that. It's so normal for us. We don't even know how to get out of it. And that's a damaging place to be because you're not able to even think and be rational. You don't even know what time it is, what day it is, you know. I tell people sometimes, man, you know, just look at your watch and speak out loud what time it is, where you are, who you're speaking with, to bring yourself back to the awareness of the presence the present, which is like a great gift, you know, the gift of life today, right? And so people need to understand that when you do that and live like that, your immune system by very design is not focused at all or concerned on fighting disease processes or viruses, bacteria, parasites. It's totally locked in to the survival at the moment by design, your life at that moment. So it's just not going to work, and this is why you've seen life expectancy go backwards two and a half years over the last two years. First time in many, many decades that's happened. This stuff is not talked about enough, unfortunately. It hasn't been talked about at the beginning. Yeah, people are talking about it more now, but it should be mainstream, Rick. I really believe that.
2: Yeah, and and you know, it seems like everything we did during the COVID crackdowns um, exacerbated that, right? I mean, we were already in pretty bad health as, as a country, and and the, and the the virus definitely attacked those who had... The underlying conditions that you know, some of which were you know from our own choices that we make and and, and others maybe not so much but, but but we told everybody you know we shut down the gyms we told everybody to stay home don't go outside I mean no vitamin D oh no God. I mean it was it was almost like we, we we made it worse based on the government decisions and 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 sometimes not ju- not suggestions but mandates on people. And it multiplied yep. bad health in our country. Instead of saying, "Hey, go work out, go go go, start taking the right supplements, get get in, stop eating the bad stuff," I mean, we just did the opposite of what we needed to do to save lives.
3: We did, and you know, you look at the history of—I call it the centers of disease out of control, and lack of prevention. You know, right? They oh, that's don't. That's good. Know I'm going to—I'm bo- stealing right?
2: that. I'll borrow it the first no, time and give you credit, but then I'm stealing it.
3: <laughs> I love that. No, man, they don't know what they're doing, right? They've failed us for fifty years. Our yeah. health has got considerably worse and worse and worse, and now we're growing diseases faster than we're growing people. Uh, America Mm -hmm. is the birthplace of obesity, which we're exporting around the world through the standard American Western lifestyle. I mean, we should be ashamed of ourselves and hit our knees with repentance every day. But no, we're so blinded by money and by funding that we lose track of loving people. And to that point, you know, Then they tell people to go ahead and isolate and uh, be alone, and we know that isolation yields an idle mind, right? An idle mind yields many times fear or the what-if scenario. And in reality, these mandates, as you mentioned in the previous segment um, before I came on, man, they were not lawful. And all we had to do, specifically even for Christians, you know, don't close the churches. The government never had authority. We should have stayed, kept businesses open. They could not have done anything because, we have, by our sheer numbers and by our sheer will, they would have backed down. But no, we believe them once again. And if it happens again, you know, shame on you the first time. Shame on right. me this time. We have got right. to pay attention and never do it again.
2: Oh, it's so good, man. You're you're spot on, and I, and we have to know the truth of what happened so that we will be willing to say no, and it seems like we were in such a minority for so long there with the rational voices uh, speaking, but now that tide seems to be turning as people look at what happened. I I, want to somewhat shift gears, but point out one of the things that you're kind of like the health version of what we do on the constitution in other words we we take a our course is called biblical citizenship in modern america and we say look there's a biblical approach to how to be a good citizen you do the same thing with healthcare you say look the bible's got answers for everything in life and in your case you're saying look the bible's got answers for how to take care of our bodies and get more out of what what god gave us I mean, he gave us the instruction manual if we want to be able to perform well and have our bodies performing well so that we can do colossians 3 to you know actually do the best that we can as unto god not unto men we need to follow the biblical instruction on that H- have people started yeah. waking up to that and are, and are they looking for those answers and are they willing to listen to biblical instruction on even health care instead of government instruction on health
3: care yeah more so now um uh, unfortunately in the mainstream i call it the institutionalized um you know kind of babylonian is church you know there's been a shift um that because of the 501c3 process they kind of own you you know we're afraid to make those hard stances or hard calls but we're seeing a shift towards the right and righteous directions and from a biblical perspective i believe the bible basic instruction before leaving earth that you can use that one if you want to too right um <laughs> but that is key to understanding what we're supposed to do. And you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 1 Corinthians chapter 6, where the, the temple is mentioned, the temple being our physical body where God resides, and those of us that understand that know that we are the temple of God. And in both of those passages I just cited, there's a question that's asked in, first, in both of those. Don't you know that you are the temple of God? This physical body, we've got no right to destroy it. It's not ours to destroy. And because of that, God put everything in this earth for us to be able to use to make the body not just survive, but to thrive through earth. And we have to understand there's nothing here on this earth that God put in it to harm us, but other than help us. And we've got to care for this temple. I look around like, you know, my physical earth suit that I'm walking around in is my business card to broadcast from the kingdom from which I came. I want people to see me, not in Mark Sherwood, but I want them to say, hey man, I don't know what it is about you, but I see something in you that's different. And that someone in me is different, is, is, is the Lord. And so and that's our mission, that's our purpose, and that brings healing back into people's lives. One more biblical um, quote that I want to put in there. Sure, in Matthew chapter 21 uh, Jesus goes into the temple you know, his last week of life, and, and he turns over the tables, right? But we forget what happened immediately after he drove out the money changers. The lame and the blind were healed in the temple. How does that apply today? If we have the mind of Christ, and the temple is our physical body, we're going to have the backbone of Christ to be able to drive out the things that are destroying the body's ability to bring healing into and through our lives. So therefore, the presence of God in our lives, in the temple, is healing in itself. And that's why the standard American diet is nothing more than the money changers that we have to drive out every day and keep out every day so that God's best can can become synonymous with who we are.
2: I want to go back to where you started. So much good application there that you've you've given us. But you started with something that that we we, we may not you know some people may not receive very well. And that is this is a duty. This is not just a you know, God's given us these gifts in the Bible, but it's a duty to do those things. This is the temple of God. I've, I, he's got work for us to do here on earth. If we don't take care of ourselves, it's much harder for us to do that work. You're saying, hey, listen, it's not just there. You know, if you want it, it's there, and we're supposed to do this. This is actually a responsibility, sort of like our constitutional rights are rights, but they come with responsibilities. You're saying this 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 ability to take care of the body the way God told us to is not just a right. That's a duty in order to, to fulfill his will in our lives.
3: Yeah, exactly. Is that a fair when assessment about, of what you no. said? Totally. When you talk about yeah. tyranny being when the government is over people and people fear the government, you know, and freedom is when the, the government fears the people— Freedom in us is is knowing the truth, the truth sets you free, and what you just spoke and what I just spoke is the truth. And frankly, when I look at God's greatest creation, mankind, in his own image, look, that is the good. Do I have a duty to honor that? Yes, I do. Do I have any excuse to dishonor that? No, I don't. And that's how I live my life. And that's how we teach our patients to do And that's why, you know, we have this massive thousands of people we deal with, you know, praise the Lord that that are representative and different, and they're peculiar in this earth. And we need more peculiarity. My my wife and I looked at kind of as weirdos, but frankly, we need more weirdos right now. We really do, to stick out and be different. But (laughs) I have to protect this temple, man. If I shorten my life one fork at a time, did I shorten the intent, the opportunity for God to use me in this earth? Man, how Mm. selfish can I Mm. be? My life is not my own. It's more God's purpose. And so, yes, it's a fair assessment, and it's, we should be passionate about that. So much so, like Daniel, you know, he was resolved not to defile his his body with the king's rule of food and wine. And all that was, he was resolved not to be indoctrinated in this world. That's what it meant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got about 60
2: seconds here, Doc. Let yeah, me man. ask you this last question, because I think what you're doing for our bodies and, and our temple is similar to what we're doing on the Constitution thing in that it's not an overnight thing. And we need to be willing to say, hey, this takes time. To you know, We shouldn't not be willing to, to start the task of taking better care of our body, of getting in shape, of being healthy, because it's going to take time to get there. Same with saving our country and restoring liberty and restoring the Constitution. Having that long-term view is important to do this well. Would that Would that apply to what you're teaching as well?
3: Yeah, one day de- one at a time, one moment at a time, one word at a time, one act at a time. Be intentional about it have hope, and become a hope dealer.
2: Mm. Ah, So good. Dr. Sherwood, appreciate you coming on today, man. Thanks for just biblical wisdom in this area. Look forward to having you back soon.
3: You bet. Take care, Rick.
2: All right, guys, Sherwood.tv is the website to go learn more. It's so hard to find good sources out there, and Mark and Michelle just have so much good stuff. Check it out at Sherwood.tv today. And then if you want to be a Constitution coach and start that process in your community and be the catalyst for restoring biblical values and constitutional principles, that's PatriotAcademy.com. Check that out there. I really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks so much for listening to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach. I'll be back with you on Friday. Walker will be with you tomorrow.